120 to 105, the Suns fall to the Kings. The Kings basically broke the Suns tonight, right? Jake Fallen Founder is on the podcast tonight. How are you feeling right now? Pretty good. Do you have a drink? Drinking tonight? Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to go run when you uh, and grab another beer when you play the music because I was drinking pretty heavily. <laughs> okay. uh, Cool. I was trying to find the answers at the bottom of those uh, beer cans. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately, Suns fans, the answer was not there either. Yeah, no, I don't think it's anywhere right now. I, I don't know where this team really goes. I don't think going into this game, we really thought they were going to pull off a victory. But just like sitting through this one, I'll have some questions, obviously, to start the pod. But seems like, like an end of the era kind of game you know what i mean it's just like what the fuck i know bradley beals we tried you know we tried we didn't we don't deserve it 10 years of deplorableness coming back up let's do a dragon bender 2.0 i'm ready for it (laughs) this has just been a horrible week for sun's basketball you know you know next week when we start winning again we're gonna be like we figured it out that we've got it going again sun's fans but ah, these moments that hurt yeah you know what Right now, it's like it does suck, and you do question a lot. But do we hold in there for like another week, and do they make some progress? I know last pod I was like, I bet you Booker <laughs> might tweet out like, I don't want to be here or something like that. That's what I was worried about, stuff like that. I know you told me to to shut the fuck up, but um, <laughs> yeah. So those are that's entering my mind right now. But um, do you actually you have a drink on you? Oh, you said you're gonna go get one, right? So yeah, yeah. So, so, as soon as the music hits, uh, I'll, I'll be grabbing that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm waiting for him to say, you know what? Uh, bothered. Hashtag bothered. Bothered hashtag, right now. Hashtag bothered. He's not unbothered. Okay. He better start being bothered. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, and that's gonna really scare us too. You don't want them to be bothered. But um, I'm bothered by this. I guess. Is that a good transition? So some eggnog with a little bit of brandy? I don't, I love Ooh. it. Are you a big eggnog fan? Uh, you know, I like an eggnog. Uh, milk nog is good, too. And I was actually, before the, the game came on, I was watching a Christmas vacation. And, uh, oh. and you know, you, you've kind of got that Clark W. Griswold where uh, I hope you down that and go, it's good. It's good. It's good. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to need that kind of a uh, moment. Here, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's the other podcaster, John. That's like his movie. So Christmas Vacation, I've seen that like a few times, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. Is that weird? I know. Maybe we could talk some Christmas movies and That'll give get us right best back and the worst spirit. out there. Yeah, right. there you go. Well, uh, let's start the pot, all right? Let's do it. One twenty to one oh five, the Suns do fall to the Kings, and it was quite expected. Uh, Coach Fallen Founder Jake, do you? That's not Coach Fallen Founder anymore. What is it now? Yeah, you guys. Do you do you remember why I'm now Equipment Manager Fallen Founder? No, what is it? Because you guys had Coach Evan B on a few times, and I had my screen name as Coach Fallen Founder, and and it was either you (laughs) or uh, or John was like, I don't even think you're an actual coach. I don't even think you're a real coach. So like I demoted myself to equipment manager because I was like, well, geez, I'm not going to be the so we did that to you. uh, You know, we did that to you. You ever watch It's Always Sunny? You you. like yeah. rick cricket like matt he used to be a priest and then they basically yeah. turned him into the street rat so basically that, that's what we did to you right crickety. yeah basically <laughs> once you, why don't you go back to being a coach i can't now you can't you can't anymore you can't just go can't back, go back. Okay. <laughs> all right well let's let me uh let me ask you the question oh matty mate i've got to ask it is circling twitter a little bit um do the suns have a i'm gonna i'm gonna ask it all right do the suns have a kevin durant problem are we just pointing fingers at whoever the hell we want (laughs) right now i'm just gonna start there if you want so let me play his drop really quick and then we can get into it who the heck are you i'm kevin durant you know who i am i know who i am did anybody see a sniper did anybody see anything i'm one of the best players ever played a game all right, so I did start off a little hot there with the Kevin Durant. Is it a Kevin Durant problem? The only reason is because, of course, the trade. Um, we basically traded away our future for the guy. Now, I mean, I mean, he put up 40 points last game. He's been looking great. He is probably our best player the majority of the time. But is this really good for the team, though? I don't, 
I don't, I'm not pointing the blame. I'm saying like, oh, he's doing a trash job out there. It's just the fact that like maybe right now we're kind of relying on him and Booker and it's not the right way to go about things, but I don't know. I just kind of want to throw that out to you and just see what your response is. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's yes and no. Um, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, he played phenomenal, I think, was it last game. And this game, uh, if you look at some of the numbers that he put together, uh, what did NBA have? Uh, 28.7 rebounds, a couple assists, uh, 9 of 14 shooting, so over 64%. He was 2 of uh, 3 from 3, um, and he was 8 of 9 from the free throw line. I mean, if, if you're going to tell me, oh, that's Kevin Durant's stat line, I'm going to say, wow, <laughs> so who did we just go beat again? Uh, of course, then there was the uh, seven turnovers, and you know it's 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 interesting because it feels like I don't know he can, he can create a lot of offense, but he should not be attempting to create this much offense. And uh, it it does kind of make me sit back and go, you know what? I know those first round picks aren't probably going to amount to much, but a Mikhail Bridges and a Cam Johnson right now, uh, how good would they look back at with the you know let's say you know a couple weeks from now, Bradley Beal's back in Booker. Would we actually want a Bridges and a Cam Johnson? It's, it's always, it's always greener on the other side, right? So yeah. it's easy to say that. Uh, Cause as you pointed out, Kevin Durant until this last, and this is going to be a lot of stuff that I'm going to point out uh, for, you know, this game and, and this week in general, Kevin Durant was playing MVP like numbers. I mean, uh, second highest scoring uh, output in his career, I think, um, you know, numbers we hadn't seen since Oklahoma city, uh, thunder uh, i mean just phenomenal play so do we have a, a kevin durant problem yes uh but no and 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 there's <laughs> there's not one single problem with this team which is i think the frustration because then if we did have one problem it'd be a heck of a lot easier to solve that is true and you don't really know behind the scenes how this team's really acting you don't really know like how Booker and KD and how the whole thing's going down. Last podcast I did bring up, you know, the relationship between Booker and KD means a lot to this team and how they're handling themselves behind the scenes, I feel like, and how they're leading this team. To me, it just well, kind well, of you seems- had to like it tonight, though. At the very end, I noticed that before the game was over, Booker and KD walked back to the locker room together, you know, and Armados. Yeah. Hell, so they were walking next to each other? Okay, well, yeah, I- they both got up. They're like, I'm not going to go shake their hands. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah. okay, two guys that should have uh, helped us beat the Kings. Yeah, no, you guys don't go shake hands. Poor Yuta Watanabe and Bull Bull have to sit there and <laughs> shake hands with everybody. Like, hey, I was just excited to be here, says Bull Bull. But yeah, no, I, I can't tell if I'm excited that they were that upset that they didn't want to go shake hands afterwards because they know they're struggling right now. Or should they sit there and just kind of face the fire? Uh, you know, whatever actually gets them to actually turn it around and get motivated. I mean, I feel like that's the thing we're missing for the last week to two weeks at least. Yeah, and I think um, when it comes to Booker and KD, like what they're doing on the court, obviously in the stat sheets, it, it looks good. I mean, Booker, he's kind of fallen off. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But it's kind of just like the transition between what they can do behind the scenes to really get this group ready, how they can lead, and how it actually transitions to the court. And then it's like, well, is it is it a coaching issue? Is it, you know, some of our assistant coaches, you want to put the blame on them if you want. I just I don't know where you go from here, and the whole players meeting thing that was a question asked that Shemezi met to before the game, and he's like hasn't happened yet, and we hope it doesn't get there. Basically, is it a time though right now where they have the players only meeting and it turns the season around? Or like the only thing is like the players are only meeting. How does that like? How do they not just like talk in the locker room together? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Like. Don't Players talk like, to okay, me. Let's, get, a let's have a yet. desk in front of us. Let's have some right. chairs. Like, is that the difference? Um, yeah. I just think this and, team and, has and where they turn the chair so they're it's they're, the back is sitting at the oh, front. Oh yeah, it's like, like AC Slater. About this. AC yeah. Slater, save say by the bell, dweeb. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> turns it around, just calling people names. Yeah. Um, no, you don't want that. You want this team talking respectfully to each other. But on the court, like you just don't see the communication as much. You just see mostly it's a lot of yelling and stuff too. Um, but I wanted to bring up the one time the one time during this game, I've never seen this before in my life, where Kevin Durant does step on the court, gets a tech, and Yudoko Adoku gets that dunk. He's super excited, runs on the court basically to celebrate in a way, and he gets a tech. Booker gets a tech. A little later on, Coach Vogel gets a tech too. So 
plays like that, it can be frustrating, right? Because the Suns were kind of like not on a run, but like after that dunk, you kind of felt something. And I feel like we keep seeing that. Like we're so close on runs where we go on five or four, four or five point runs. And all of a sudden we shoot ourselves in the foot, either a bad pass, the technicals. I'm not, I'm not the one to really blame the rest. As soon, especially the Suns are going to the free throw line like they did tonight. What was it, 22, 28? I'm not going to blame the rest for anything. It's just the response the Suns have with the refs and in those texts. I feel like it kind of ruined a little bit of a run there in the second quarter. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean to to a degree, and 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 you're right. Uh, I'm not going to blame uh, the refs. That's uh, fanning the flames, and so says Jay's territory to keep keep the ever watchful eye on uh, referee conduct. But you know, it, it you're you're absolutely right in the sense that you know one bad play and these guys can can lose it and it will shift momentum. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, whether we're trying to cut into a lead and, you know, we go on a six, seven point run and then we get a tech and then we start going back to making mistakes and playing, you know, playing mistake, uh, mistake full basketball instead of mistake free basketball. So mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess mistake full. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's just the wrong times. Uh, and uh, although I will say that um, the one that Frank Vogel got was kind of strange to me because I thought mm-hmm. Kevin Herter clearly fouled Durant. Uh, and even if he didn't foul Durant, I thought he, if he got, he didn't contact Kevin, he knocked the ball loose. And yes, that's why it went I to agree. the half court. And then, and then that's the why it should have been because like, he did yeah. touch it. He tipped it. That was the reason. Uh, and I, then the ref's like close. two seconds goes by and he goes, yeah, no over and back. And that's why Frank's like, what are you doing? Like either yeah. call the foul he poked the ball free or call it, call it when it happened and you were very delayed and he just does this and the, Oh, you can't, you can't react like that. I'm like, Oh, okay. No, that's come on. That Frank was kind of fine on that one. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also like before in the beginning of the season, I feel like Frank did such a good job with Kevin Durant really going at the refs and like getting him to the free throw line more and more every game. So I loved it before. Of course, the Suns were winning too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of lit the fire underneath their butt and the right way. And it actually worked. Tonight, it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, don't. like, We're very fragile right now. We can't, we can't make these mistakes where we're giving up a point here or there because it comes down to you know, the end of the game when you're down just a few points. I know tonight was a blowout, but those points are crucial right now. And mm-hmm. I have another question too. I'll just get right into it. Do the Suns even look like a playoff team right now, man? I no, know we no. think no, absolutely not. But <laughs> do you really see any kind of signs of where it might turn around to where they can make the playoffs be a top eight seed? I know it's a long season, but mm-hmm. just I've never seen this team this bad recently in the last three or four years. This is just something that I've haven't experienced in a while. Like I mm-hmm. said earlier in the podcast, it seems like an end of an era kind of game. Mm-hmm. Or we're just questioning things, but I don't know, man. I just right now they're obviously not a playoff team, right? <laughs> right. No, you With know what it is. Looking. You know, it, it feels like what do we do? An eight game win streak or seven game win streak? I think, uh, and that was about that wrapped up. I think what three weeks ago or so, and then uh, we've kind of treaded water. And then obviously uh, this week has been rough, but uh, it, it, that win streak felt like forever ago, right? And uh, yeah. And, you know, with Beal re-injuring himself, uh, it, it just feels like we just can't, you know, we can't catch a break. And and then, you know, uh, you can say what you want about like a Josh Kogi or an Eric Gordon uh, or Grayson Allen. But, you know, we all of a sudden are reliant on these fourth, fifth option guys. And we just in the health department can't stay healthy. And so we have to play heavy minutes for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And, and so, you know, right now, yeah, we're definitely not a playoff team, uh, you know, play in team maybe, but uh, you know, it, it's winning cures a lot. And, you know, if, if the big three and of course the biggest, if right, if the big three can play together and remain healthy, winning can solve a lot of problems. You get a healthy Josh Kogi out there and then maybe they can actually for the first time since the season started fall into roles. I feel like the only guy that has shown any adaptability um, has been Grayson Allen. And you yeah. see it in, uh, like, I, I didn't know much about his game. I thought he was just going to be, like, 3 and D type player. But he's bodying people up in the post and on defense and grabbing rebounds and, and getting assists and taking it to the basket. He's not just sitting there on the wing, which I feel like is, 
every single night with Nazir Little and Yuta Watanabe. And just like they just sit there and they just wait and they wait and they wait and they get it and they shoot and they miss. And then we all get pissy again and go, God <laughs> yeah. dang it. All right, Kevin and Devin, don't pass it to him anymore. And then we get upset with Kevin and Devin that they're getting doubled and they're not making shots. And it's uh, like I said, it's more of a, um, oh, you remember that movie uh, with Keanu Reeves? This was like, this was like post goofy Keanu Reeves went, uh, but before like he started doing cool John Wick stuff. Um, it's called uh, the replacements. No, you don't remember the replacements. Oh, the football oh, okay. one. The football one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've the, actually, I've never seen it. I've never okay. seen it. But I, I've it's heard a of good it, time. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the movie poster uh, plenty of times, but I never checked it out. Okay, there, there's so. a great scene in there because um, all the players are like essentially, you know, uh, they all get brought in and they used to all be like former college grades. Maybe they like flamed out in the pros and they're all getting a second shot. And the coach uh, asked them in the locker room when they had a team meeting uh, that uh, they said, hey, okay, what's everyone afraid of? And, of course, at first there's some jokes because nobody ever uh, understands the question right. And then Shane Falco, uh, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves goes, quicksand. And he goes, you think everything's going right, and then something goes wrong, and then another, and then another. And before you know it, you're in too deep, and you're in over your head. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the problem with the Suns right now, is that it's just – it's just these little things, right? It's not like, hey, Kevin Durant, do we have a Kevin Durant problem? I don't know. The guy almost had 30 points, seven rebounds, and shot the lights out. <laughs> it sounds yeah. weird, but he yeah. did have seven turnovers. Devin Booker, well, he could have played better, but yeah, he had 24 points, seven assists. I mean, it's like, oh, well, is Devin Booker just not elite enough? I don't know. That's pretty great stats. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just something happens, and you're right with the text. Something happens, and then another, and then a, you know, a, bad couple defensive sequences and then Yuta Watanabe is just like I can't hit the broadside of a barn anymore and so that you talk about it a lot with um, kind of body language these role player guys outside of maybe Grayson Allen um, and Eric Gordon because I don't know if he has any body language right now except just stand oh, out there yeah, yeah uh, we'll get into them sure. <laughs> but everyone's just like down on themselves and I'm sorry you gotta find a way to contribute if you're not making shots go wreck some people on the boards. And uh, that's why I liked uh, I don't, uh, uh, early spoiler warning. Uh, Azabuike is going to yeah. probably be my Azabuike? jam star yeah. of the night. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Because- he has to be absolutely. Yeah. We don't have a drop. 11, that guy just seemed like yeah. he was having a blast out there. And you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like, that was the one bright spot, I guess you can say for the Suns. But the thing is, is like even Saban Lee came in tonight too, and had a little bit of a bright spot a few times, but hmm. Azubuke first time playing, I think he had like eight minutes this whole year before coming into tonight's game. He comes in, he did light a little bit of a fire under the Suns and he was even yelling down by 20, like, come on, let's fucking play. Like oh, it was yeah. in the fourth quarter, but those dunks and stuff, him taking his time down there on the post, getting his, his move on. Like he was just mm-hmm. basically, owning Sabonis there for a little bit and it was the spark that the Suns needed right it was like oh my Mm -hmm. god like we have some guy in here that's fucking shit up and he was doing that at a high level in the beginning in the first quarter when he first came in of course Eubanks we'll talk about him a little bit Eubanks had the two fouls Azubuke comes in like what and it it turned out great it looked good but it's exactly what the Suns needed to -hmm. actually win a game like this because you need those extra guys to step up so now the Suns are just performing the way they are and Everyone's like at the, on the trade machine trying to find other guys to add. I'm the way I'm thinking of this. I'm like, we have guys. We knew what we got in the offseason. We killed the offseason with what it looked like on paper as a really good mm-hmm. solid team, even with Eric Gordon added. Of course, Beal's out, but whatever. I don't care about that right now. I don't think the Suns can really trade for anybody that can come in and fix this right now, right? Because it's like you, even Yuta right now that can't hit anything. He was supposed to be a three point specialist. He can't knock mm-hmm. down anything. So what makes us think like some guy's going to come here, start draining three, start playing great D to help this Suns team actually like limit a team from like scoring 120 points once. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't see any guys coming in here to help that at all. But let's talk about Booker really quick before we get into the bench. Big Dick Booker. Yeah, Booker, like you said, was he had 24 points, seven assists, 0 from three from three. So there's a few things with Book's game tonight. Like, okay, the whole point guard thing, I want to ask you about that. Okay. So there are a few comments I want to bring up mm-hmm. if I can get back. My Peter's going a little slow. Jason L does say Booker isn't a point guard. Low Suns, Book's not a superstar. I've been saying Lazy Sasquatch, 
not going to read that one because it has nothing to do with Booker. I I love Booker playing the point. I do, and I think today in the first and tonight the, tonight's game in the first quarter, there were just some wide open threes all game long. Suns are missing threes. He was over three, obviously. He was setting guys up. Guys were open, all right. But him finishing out around the rim has been a little bit more tough. He was getting to the free throw. I think it was four for four to start in the first half, but. I think he can be that point guard. I don't think getting a point guard is the solution. If it's Halliburton, hell yeah, of course. Yeah, right. But that should have been our guy, right? Mm-hmm. But anybody else, it's like, okay, can we just get a decent point guard in here? Do you think that would change things? Or do you believe in Book to be our point guard? You know, I, I get it because when I when the Suns have a storied history with elite point guards i mean uh, and 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 the full spectrum of point guards even but i mean we got steve nash jason kid kevin johnson um you know uh, chris paul uh and so like that's we've never been known for centers <laughs> but we've we've always had phenomenal guard play it feels like and um so is devin booker a point guard uh, no but he's the primary offensive creator for this team and that's kind of what you expect out of a point guard he's having a career high in assists at over eight a game uh yes career high in turnovers but his usage rate is up on this too i mean again when when you have to be the initiator you're it's kind of normal that it would go up um and you know i'm more concerned with turnovers from other players than than i am with book right now so you know is he a point guard Uh, hey i would love to get him some help um so he doesn't have to try and do uh so much and and honestly that's going to be when bradley beal is able to play more than 20 minutes with him uh you know and so because beal's going to be able to take a lot of that off of his shoulders i think booker will still be number one in the the creation of it but it's going to be a lot easier to send the ball over across the court to Bradley and start the offense over again there, as opposed to send it to Josh Akogi, send it to Nasir Little or somebody else, and the ball just stops. And then Always. they look for where Kevin is and look for yes. where Devin is. And if you have three guys that can really create their own, that's really where you're going to get a lot more mismatches. mismatches. And, you know, we were missing Nurkic a lot. He is pretty good for a center that can create some stuff. So I'm not too down on, on Devin uh, being kind of the focal point of offensive creation right now. Uh, is he a true point guard? Not in the purest sense of the word. Um, but, you know, he's our guy. We're going to ride with him. He's our homegrown talent. He was the prince that was promised. Come on, guys. Let's not get too down on <laughs> in the comments. Yeah. You know, it's just like, Booker's not a point guard. It's like, okay, he doesn't have to be. But he's still, and I think, the leader of our team. And uh, and I think he's yes. still he, he's still an elite player. It's He's just had a couple tough games. And this whole team is trying to figure the thing, some things out right now. Yeah, and it's, it's not a thing where, to me, I don't think... It's not a thing where it's like Booker, like I mentioned before in previous podcasts, it's not a thing where it's like Booker has to be like the MVP, like the the Giannis, like that type of player, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously he can because of size I mentioned before, but the only way to do this with Durant, if Beal's not able to play this season because it just keeps getting re-injured, um, he would have to go to the next level. I don't think he can with the KD next to him, and that wouldn't be enough to be a championship contender. I want to see what it's like with Beal. You saw it a little bit here and there when Beal was playing. How good it did look in the spur, the first three minutes against the New York Knicks. Like there, there is definitely something there, and we just have to keep waiting. And I think that might just be the frustration, just the oh, wait yeah. for Beal to come back, and then Booker can play point guard, and it's going to look good. It's going to take some time, and if you believe in it, that's good. Right now, it's just hard to believe in any of that. So let's talk about another stinker. Big crank. You banks. What happened to this guy? He he honestly, I, I don't know what's going on. Do you have a take on you banks at all? Because I think that what we saw earlier in the season was something that was really positive coming off the bench. Someone that was explosive, that was athletic, that wasn't afraid of around the rim. He was dunking on guys. He was just he was basically bullying anybody in there. Now it's like opposite. I did tweet that it looked like the way he's playing is like, there's a piece of shit on the floor. He doesn't want to step on underneath the basket. <laughs> he falls away so much from the, from the, from the rim. And it's frustrating mm-hmm. as hell, man. What do we do? He started tonight, two fouls. He was out. 
obviously the whole he kept dropping everything that was thrown to him it looked bad i kind of felt bad i kind of wanted just to call mercy and just have him just subbed out the rest of the game it just it's getting that bad for this guy don't you think Oh, and well, and, and, and I think Frank saw what you saw and pretty much did pull him out early. I mean, you know, 14 minutes in the game for his starting uh, spot. Uh, not quite what we were hoping for from, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the empty spank bank. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, I don't know. Maybe he's doing it too often. That, that could be it's, it's just a theory, Suns fans. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's 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 unbelievable what is happening. Uh, and you're right. Yeah, the only thing I can explain it with is, you know, it's kind of like the backup quarterback back uh of your favorite football team is always a beloved player and it's always well maybe we should give him a shot as soon as your starter starts struggling and the problem is nine times out of ten when they have to play actual starter roles they struggle and that's why they're backups usually so yeah that's why drew is a journeyman backup it's why he backs up Nurkic in portland it's why he's backing him up here he's not ready to take over from nurk and uh it's he'll give you flashes and you'll go wow and then you'll remind yourself hey he's not going to do much more than that and that's okay yeah i guess so and john trying to say hey he's doing eight and stuff on a budget and i i totally agree with that it's just i thought there was more there and um i guess not you know i i was fooled all right and that's not the first time i've been fooled as a suns fan um is there anything positive taken from that so i think the whole nurk mvp conversation does this need to start taking place here quickly where Nurk is out tonight and like all of a sudden the Suns are just struggling. I'm just joking. There's no way that's even a thing, obviously. But we didn't miss Nurk tonight because I feel like Nurk would have made a difference. Huh? I was wondering how serious you were going to push that. Like, no, yeah, no, Nurk's not at all. Of course, we all love Nurk here. I think Nurk's been phenomenal all year long. Him missing against Sabonis was a big deal. That was huge because Sabonis was abusing us early, late, mm-hmm. and often mm-hmm. all game long. He did have the 28 points. Go, go along with De'Aaron Fox's 23, who I feel like De'Aaron Fox, when he's playing nuts, like he can score 50 anytime. Like he just, mm-hmm. he's wide open all the time, all game long. There's nothing you can do. I know Saban Lee came in. I don't know if that was like a thing to kind of like, you know, kind of contest against Fox, which you can't contain that, I feel like. But well, I mean, he the, did the his way best. I looked at bringing in Saban and uh, uh, Ozzy was just, hey, if you guys aren't going to play, I'm going to play somebody that wants to. And I think it was an attempt to send a message to these guys that are way into their own head uh, is that, hey, uh, Jordan Goodwin, you can't slow down Fox and and you are missing too many shots. Bring in Saban Lee. Uh, you know, hey, Drew Eubanks, I don't know what's happening to you right now, but I'm going to play, you know, Ozzy, who I haven't played all year, uh, pretty much. I mean, I think he's got like three minutes in, uh, in the season so far played. So uh, I, I think I think you just reach down deep and uh, – Gave it a shot. Saw what was completely on his bench. I mean, hey, Bull Bull <laughs> yeah. got meaningful minutes in the end uh, with over yeah. I guess three. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess he did. Um, it, it just seemed like too tonight where the Suns went through spurts, and you brought up this guy earlier. I want to talk about him because he is still obviously competing at a high level. I feel like. Hi, Barbie. Oh, hi, Alan. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. He got the start along with uh, Eric Gordon tonight. And we'll talk about Eric Gordon in a little bit, but I think Grayson Allen's play this year has been very consistent. Um, it always seems like, of course, in these type of games, like he is always in there. He's like the extender where he's going to grab those extra rebounds, helping out whoever's in the middle. And usually it's Nurk. But he does such a great job there, and he's really just competing all game long, right? He's taking the ball to the hoop as much as he can. It doesn't finish as much. He did hit three threes tonight. Him, Little, and a lot of the bench guys were trying to, like, they were trying to push towards the rim, trying to be more aggressive, but they just could not finish tonight, just like they couldn't knock down their threes. Grayson Allen, though, man, like, I don't know. I, I, I just see the disappointment on his face, just like Book. But he's just like, fuck, like, this is probably my best year. Mm-hmm. It's seriously like this is like his best year. And it's going to waste, don't you think? Well, I mean, at the moment, right? He's like, exactly. It's been a bad week. I don't want to waste these type of games. <laughs> bad week I, ahead, I know. Good. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, but I, I think he, he certainly identified himself as, interestingly enough, a true like full-on utility player i mean 
hits the three, knows how to drive, looks for the open man, uh, plays hard on defense, um, you know, and he's kind of, well, I'll be, I'll be honest, it, when when Beal does come back and the big three are in there with Nurk, I would say that the fifth starter should be Grayson Allen. Yep, moving I forward. said that too. Yeah, yeah, it has to be Grayson, I, mean, we, I feel we, like. Early on, remember it was KBD and Yuta and uh, and Joshua Kogi with all the debates and and Grayson Allen, man, uh, he's the one that'll yeah he'll dive on the floor for you. He'll and he'll hit down. He'll hit the open three. Uh, unlike Joshua Kogi and that company. So, yeah, no, I think uh, I think we found our fifth starter. He finds ways every game to try and keep things going. Yeah, he's just like a better Joshua Kogi. I feel like, but the thing is, I love his cutting. I love that he's always on the move, right? And especially mm-hmm. when. Beal is back. Like, I just feel like the lanes are going to be wide open for him and he can finish around the rim. Like you said, unfamiliar with his game earlier in the podcast. He didn't know how good he was around the rim. He is good, man. He'll draw contact. And I feel like he gets driven to the floor a lot of times, like tonight with Monk. And we got to bring up the Monk dunk. And we didn't talk about it yet. But that dunk over Eubanks, I guess it was kind of over Eubanks. That's That was pretty fucking awesome but what sucks is coming into this game i wanted it to be like hey the suns win obviously you want that but i finally wanted booker to have a game a good game against the other guy like darren fox just to outshine him and i have those highlights you know that are mm-hmm. just fluttering around twitter or x and just you know all night long we can just look at it and be like damn this is, what a great game like the suns finally got a win against a good team and then look at this play from book look at this play by maybe eubanks hits a big dunk but no it's monk and he destroys the Suns. And when that happened, that's when I felt like the Kings broke the Suns and the season was over. But <laughs> that at that exact moment, yeah. that's when I thought that's when I thought that. But your thoughts on if you want to give any takes on the Kings, I know it's kind of hard right now to really talk about the opponent when you know we went through what we did and what we have been going through, even though it's not as bad, 500 team right now. But <laughs> do you think that the Kings just really quick. I mean, any, any response to the way the Kings played tonight. And then also just this season, do you think like this team is a legit like contender or do they need that extra piece? No, I, I think, uh, well, first off, I just love that. Uh, I mean, yeah, the mentality that you just shared is absolutely every Suns fan right now, which is, Oh my God, season's over. I mean, we're 500 and we're missing one of our best players and, and a couple of the role players. And, but I know, you know, what? I was, I was prepared for this. I know, but like, I understand that, but it's just like, uh, I'm just, I'm, I can't take it anymore, man. Like well, I, I, want, yeah. I want to reverse it's, the trade. I want to do all that shit. Now I want Chris right. Paul back. I want everything back now. So yeah, but continue. It, I'm you, sorry. you know what it is? We haven't seen enough of Beal to know what, the potential exactly that's on yep. the right bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So it's like, oh, when we get him back, we still don't know. We think we know. We hope we know. You know, on paper, it looks great, but you're right. Um, As for the Kings, I mean... I. I would say, are they a legit threat in the West? Not yet. Um, you know, uh, Keegan Murray, though, uh, better than uh, better than I was expecting. Uh, it seems improved. He was going to be from, traded uh, too. He looks yeah. good. Yeah, uh, seems seems improved. Um, Sabonis, man, just to think, I think wasn't there talk that we were going to send Aiton to? Oh yeah, that was a thing. That was a legit. That was like a legit trade. Sabonis. Could you yeah, imagine right that. now if yeah, uh, if no. it was Sabonis with the big three? Uh, oh, that would be glorious. Um, no, I would but, rather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say wait. Um, but no, this Kings team, I think they can make a competitive 
they're going to compete in any playoff series. Um, they're, I think they are one move away. Um, but you know, they kind of have a core. They kind of remind me how the Suns were when we went on that finals run and that I think they really like their core. Um, uh, and they might have a hard time giving them up except for maybe Keegan. And maybe that's kind of, maybe they are excited, Hey, a rookie contract. And, uh, he's really showing out a little bit lately and maybe that's going to be tradable. Um, for what they need, because uh, I do think they are missing that other piece. I mean, their defense is still not much. And I mean, obviously they were able to shut us down tonight, but uh, <laughs> you know, for the season, yeah. they're, they're still a little bit, uh, you know, they want to go out and outscore you. And so I, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch in the West. And I think they're going to be competitive, but I, I don't see them getting further than the second round right now. And, but that's not bad. Yeah. For them. I mean, from where they came from over the last exactly. Week. Yeah. I mean, they, they kept the same roster, obviously. Like, um, But, you know, I, I think they are one piece away, and it's really kind of just like a bigger guy that's more dominant. You know what I mean? Like, if Nurk's in this game, he owns Sabonis, I feel like. Like, I feel like those two going back and forth, I think he has his upper hand on Sabonis in this situation. But maybe that's just me being a homer, but that's what I was looking forward to. Actually, in the preview that I wrote for Brightside, I wrote the thing on those two going head-to-head, and then last minute, something came up and Nurk was out. So, yeah, as, as we keep talking through this, you know, it doesn't seem as bad, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'll jump right back into the relationship with the Suns after I was almost out. He talked me back into it. But, uh, you know, last game I thought Eric Gordon needed to have a fourth quarter that was just on fire. We needed that from him last game to pull out a victory. Tonight, we got absolutely nothing from him. From Indiana University, number 23, Eric Gordon. 0 for 2, 0 points. Um, was it that bad? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? When he's when he is starting, he is a much better player. His statistics show so. But tonight, man, 0 points from him, man. And the thing is, like, when he's starting with Grayson Allen, I feel like Grayson Allen's such a good cutter. And what you get from Eric Gordon is he stands out there. But tonight it was like he was so hesitant to do anything else. The pick and roll, he wouldn't really roll. There was a wide open lane, just kind of stood there. And then he would also just like kind of go into the lane with the ball and like pull it back out. He looked really timid tonight. I'm not saying he's very good at finishing around the room because I think he's honestly atrocious doing that. But when we're not getting those threes to go down or even the attempts, it's just it's a waste of space, right? <laughs> a little bit. Well, you know, I, I I'll be honest. I, I I was not super familiar with uh, Eric Gordon's game. Um, you know, back back when he was uh, in New Orleans. Um, and even with the Rockets, I feel though, like he was probably more athletic. I mean, understandably he's getting up there a little bit in years, but is it just me or does Eric, uh, look like he's got like, if there's a guy with a dad bod on this team, it's Eric Gordon. I mean, he comes in and I don't know if you've seen his build, but he looks like a guy like that, that you play pickup ball with. And he's the, like the big kind of slightly overweight guy that just sits out there and shoots threes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You're a big guy. Why don't you just go stand close to the basket? And like, he's like, no. And he doesn't want to really play defense. And he just wants to chuck threes up from way deep. And be like pro league, pro level, and just toss them in. Um, And so right now I feel like that's Eric. Uh, He's a very intelligent player. um, And so I know he's a lot better than how I just described him, but um, with he, he can't, he's not really going to take over a game by himself. He can get super hot from three and start draining a bunch. But I think the days of um, an Eric Gordon takeover, um, which he had a little bit, you know, five years ago, uh, you know, are going to be fewer and far between now. And, and that's, that's tough. Uh, hopefully we don't need to rely on him uh, to, to turn back the clock. Cause I just don't think it's going to be there. I think he's, you know, he's, I'm glad we got him on a minimum contract. <laughs> no, I know exactly. And uh, he does look like a pug, doesn't he? Kind like, of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does look like a pug. Exactly. I, I, like I saw, pug. was it uh, old man in the three? They were asking him about his uh, uh, nicknames. They're like Eric Gordon. He's like, yeah, that's a classic one. And uh, and uh, I th- I forget. Uh, JJ Redick was just reading all the ones off of a uh, Basketball Reference, and he's like, The Hobbit. And he's like, Yeah, that one's real too. And he goes, He goes, They call you the Hobbit. And he goes, It was some coach. The movie had just come out, and all the other guys were much bigger around me. And and they're just like, Oh, the Hobbit. And so it's kind of <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh wow. No, but you also kind of look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. He's, yeah, he kind of keeps the beard going. One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's got hairy feet. Who knows? Uh, but 
Yeah, he, I, I could see he, he could have been like the fifth Hobbit, you know? Yeah, no, I can definitely see that now. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he shouldn't go and take a role. But I, I honestly think that um, what we're going to get from Gordon in the future is going to be more of just like when this team is settled. I always thought this whole season where Gordon was really striving is when things were consistent, like things were organized. Right now, everything's a mess. And Gordon does not succeed in those kind of situations. He just doesn't. And right now, he's just not going to. So I think starting him, it's fine. I don't even know. You want to start bench whoever. It doesn't really matter, I guess, right? I mean, if you're going to throw a starting five out there, um, that's who you want right now, right? And then you don't have Nurk, but you want Nurk in there. And I don't know. I know they were trying to start Nazir Lilo. That wasn't working. Then we actually saw Yuta tonight, and he didn't play like the last two games. Mm-hmm. Still couldn't hit a three. Did he make mm-hmm. a three? Oh, for three. Oh, for two. Oh, my bad. Hold on. He was, oh, oh, for three. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, so oh, for three. And things. Oh, yeah. He just had that running layup at the end. Yeah. Which yeah. looked great because I was like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever seen him take a shot inside the <laughs> arc. Uh, but yeah, I guess he did. And he did it like under pressure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is this whole Is this whole team just all of a sudden in the. Uh... You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of bricks and of boards, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Shamit Zone. This whole team's in the Shamit Zone. I mean, Shamit is out shooting our whole bench from three right now. So it's a team thing, right? Like I said earlier, there's no one you can get in on this team, make a trade for where it's going to improve right now. I just don't know where it starts. And I guess you could say it's top down. Is it, mm-hmm. Does it go as far as Ishbia? Uh, well, Do we start playing that card right now or no? <laughs> it's it's his fault. And you know what else I, uh, I was I was uh, told recently? Somebody brought up the point that um, Ishbia did a terrible job of uh, putting Sean Marion in the ring of honor um, at this time of year when nobody was paying attention. But uh, because it was uh, like, oh, early December. Yeah, it's like, oh, why didn't you wait till like more people are paying attention? But you know, I just want to point out this actually because I, I just had it with me. I'm getting ready to travel for Christmas. Uh, Everything I need to know I learned in the Twilight Zone uh, is a book that uh, one. If anybody's looking for a good uh, Christmas uh, book, this is actually a fun one for anyone that actually likes uh, the Twilight Zone. Oh, very but, cool! Uh, All right, yeah. So and you're so more like, breaks... oh, you well, actually are reading books instead of like Audible. Do you ever do like the Audibles? Wait. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I actually probably do more Audible anymore just because I yeah. get through my hell of a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, no, uh, it's it's funny for yeah, for anyone that actually knows the show. Uh, most of the episodes are like one guy is doing something and ends up in the Twilight Zone. And you're right. This is one of those rare episodes where it seems the entire team has stumbled into the Twilight Zone <laughs> yes. and they're all looking yeah. around like. Is it me? Is it you? Are you real? Are you the real version of you or did are you like the the shamit version of you and so it's it's everyone that's what i mean it's like uh uh so i'm also a, a diehard new orleans saints fan which means i just love misery uh for my professional sports teams and uh, and if anyone suffered through that uh, uh amazing thursday night football game last night um you'll know that it's it's very similar in that everything is wrong with that team right now and it just that's what it seems like the suns are very they're better than my saints for sure, but it's every, everyone needs to improve on something right now. There's not somebody that's carrying us and the coaching needs to be worked on. Uh, you know, the, these uh, really just about every single player has something to work on defense, rebounding, just shooting. And uh, the, the guys that play defense and rebound can't shoot. And the guys that shoot don't play defense. I mean, it's just, so it, it very yeah. much just seems like, yeah, call a team meeting. In the Shamit zone. That's the only yeah, way maybe, maybe they need to get out of there. And um, I was going to say, uh, Derek Carr is probably the most annoying, annoying motherfucker to watch on football field. Can't stand him off the football field. Everything he does, I can't stand. Sorry, he's cringy. I don't know if you like him or not as your quarterback, but. Wait, who's cringy? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I saw somebody point out, yes, Saints won a ring. Yes, and that was absolutely. That's why I always tell Suns fans, 
just hang in there because when it actually happens, when we win that title, it is one of the most amazing, unbelievable feelings. Uh, but that's why I got a little sidetracked because yeah. at first I thought you were saying like Drew Brees is just a jerk, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't about it's cringy Brees. too. All right, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's cringy because oh. it's like so nice, but no, Derek is yeah, Derek's cringy uh, for yeah. sure. Well, I did uh, tonight. I didn't do a subreddit because uh, last second John had to like pop off and do his thing tonight and just give it up to me to find somebody and it all worked out. Jake, thanks for joining the show tonight. Um, so I didn't do subreddit, but we can go ahead and do um, Game Star of the Game. Game Star of the Game. And you know what? Actually, what sucks is. The Sacramento, the Kings Reddit. Kings have like a really good fan base out there. I don't know if you ever watched. Have you ever watched Deuce and Mo? Mm-mm. Their uh, podcast, Kings Pocket, really good podcast. It's kind of like John and I were just two of them been doing it for forever. Um, big following over there, but their fan base is always great. I'm sure it would have been very positive. Probably a little bit of uh, fuck you book. Grayson Allen looks like Ted Cruz. Um, this is all DeAndre Ayton's fault. Why is this happening? Honestly, it is. I, you know, all of this is just DeAndre Ayton's fault. It is. If he ever DA, came had fuck. you actually got a low post did game, you, we wouldn't be here right now. Did you? Did you really quick? I don't even care. We're going to talk about Ayton just for a second. Did you see like Chauncey Bills had to talk about, and even players are talking about, yeah, we have to motivate him the whole game. Like, oh my God, dude, it's happening again. And it's always going to happen. I don't know. So I don't know if you yeah. saw that, but GM started the game. You said it's going to be a Doku, right? Is that who you're giving uh, it to? Yeah, how do you say his name? Uh, uh Azubuke. Udoko Azubuke. Azubuke. Uh, how, how Udoka. About... Udoka. My bad. Azu on my nuts. That's what I thought he was. That was the <laughs> energy he was playing with. Uh, yeah, tonight, there you go. Where he was just like, yeah, he, we're down what at twenty points. He slams the ball in the basket, turns around, he's like, no, come on, let's play defense. It's like that is a guy that you want on your team to like. Yes, he reminded me. He reminded me all of like Big Sauce. Remember Alan Williams? He was had that Big Sauce energy. Uh, I was all about it. I was like, this is exactly what you know Booker and Durant need to see. The other guys need to see like. That's he needs somebody charging the floor with. Yeah, I know exactly, and we wasted it because I, you know, what we got from him tonight was great. But it's like it's one of those things where, like, well, now they have a little bit of film on him, you know, and we'll see how he does the next game because he's going to continue to get minutes now, right? Even with Nurt coming back, you'll see more of him because of the energy he brought, right? Maybe well, over Eubanks is that going to be a game. thing? Yeah, no, I, I think U, Eubanks is kind of like a poor man's version of Nurk right now. Um, and if Ozzy is going to be the more athletic big that actually tries to dunk over people in the restricted uh, area, then go for it. Yeah, and keep, keep mm-hmm. Drew glued to the seat until he figures out whatever is wrong with him. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. I'm ready for some more Ozzy. G- give me Let, more of let's, that. Let's do that, you know. And let's just see what the Jamsters say. It's already starting out great. It's a lazy Sasquatch, nobody. Azubuke, <laughs> obviously. Udoka, Jam Star, why not from John Tran? Kiko G, no Jamstar because no one showed up. You know, you know, it's funny when we talk about like our responses to the games, all losing, winning, whatever. It's always about chemistry, heart. You know, they didn't they didn't show up, you know, things like this. It's just, it's always just so basic. And I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, right? It's always just that, right? The Suns tonight didn't show up. They didn't have the guts. But it's like they know they have to win this game. They know they have to somehow make this a close game in the end. I don't know. I feel like they did try, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just something's off. I think the try right. is there. It's just something is off. And it's just... It's not a try thing, I don't think. Hmm. But well, I wrong. mean, no. It, you know, one of the Jam Stars actually made a, a, a good point uh, is that um, you know uh, motivation that's really got to fall on the coaching staff, and, and uh, I agree to an extent. Yes. But I think at the pro level, and you hear this a lot from actual guys that have played the game, um, you don't need your coach to motivate you at the NBA level because you have had to go through so many junior league you know youth camps uh grade school games high school games college games developmental league you know years in the league that to try and make millions and millions of dollars uh and millions more in advertisement and sponsorships you should already be motivated and so there are the rare exceptions there are the deandre aytons out there um but you know i think devin booker wants to win every game i saw was it a jamal crawford bit uh talking about uh, devin booker and 
the other day and he said oh, that he he would play one-on-one with them after practice and he said Devin would win the vast majority of the times he said but the few times I would win he'd get really pissed off about it and and because he just didn't like losing and I, and I think that yeah. is the case with Booker I think they are motivated but you're right there's something's not clicking and you know and it a little bit does have to fall on the coaching staff I don't think it's just a Frank Vogel problem I mean if we've got the highest paid assistant head coach and Kevin Young that was supposed to be this offensive mastermind some Suns fans wanted him to be the head coach you know I, I feel like the offense is just as stagnant as the defense is porous uh you know we got coach Fizdale that a lot of people are like oh my god we got another head coach as like a you know an assistant coach what a fan <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're coach uh i feel like we've got a lot of depth at the coaching position right now so i don't know if it's a coaching problem per se as so much as it's just the the whole team needs to kind of figure something out uh and and figure out which direction to pull in it's kind of like rowing uh if you're not in sync with everyone then the boat's just not going to go the way it's supposed to and that's only because i've seen that boys in the boat preview too many times now that i know that that's a thing Boys in the boat. Hold on. Hold that thought really good. I want to get to John Tran. He does oh, I thought you had a drop for boys in the boat. No, I don't know what that is. I got to ask what that is. Maybe I do, but hold on. John Tran does say the Kings are just too good at home. This was going to be a hard game regardless. Couldn't make threes or layups to keep up. And that is basically the game. Um, what does that come down to? Just fundamentals, I guess. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just all it is. But um, boys in the boat or boys, boys on the boat. The boat. Uh, it was, uh, I think we, I think it was like the American Olympic team that won in rowing. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. Like, it's a movie that's out right now or is okay. coming out. And uh, yeah, uh, there's, there was a book about it. It's on Audible as well. It's supposed to be really good. Oh, uh, sounds exciting. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. doesn't want a riveting story about rowing? Um, but, uh, but no, I, you know, I, I think, I think something kind of clicked for me uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was even last week on this, is that the tough thing with this team is it's so top-heavy with Booker, Durant, and Beal that we were very – we didn't realize how how lucky we had it when we had Aiton, Cam Johnson, Crowder, uh, Paul, Booker, uh, Bridges, guys that might not be better than a Durant or even all of them better than uh, a Beal – but on any given night, they could give you enough of something uh, to potentially turn a game. Right yes. now, it's solely on a Booker and Durant. I mean, let's be honest. If, if, if you know, God forbid something happened to Booker and Durant, um, you know, tweaked ankles, do you, would you expect us to win any games? No, without the big three. Not. Yeah, no, no, no. And so we have to keep telling ourselves, wait a minute, we're down one, and which then means if one of them's having a bad game, we spent almost ten years with Devin Booker. Well, not he came in in the second half of that, but you know we had a lot of years where Devin Booker was our only player, and we mm-hmm. saw we don't win a lot of games like that. Exactly, so yeah. now we have Kevin Durant, and I would argue that the team might be deep, but it's certainly not super talented in that depth. Um, we don't have 10 rookies that don't kind of know how to play the game, but we have a lot of guys that aren't going to be able to impact the game as heavily as a Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson can do on a given night. Yeah, no, I totally agree with all of that. Um, I'm right on board with it. And uh, also you have to add to the, the whole thing is, is it's pressure on this team, right? I mean, the way HP is building the same is now or never. Like if you're not proving that this is a, Basically, if you're a coach, a player, anything to contribute to this team, if you're not proving that this is a championship contender, you might be gone soon, right? That's the mm-hmm. way I feel. I mean, the the expectations of this team every year, especially with Kevin Durant being here, he knows. He knows that mm-hmm. they gave up a lot for him. He wanted to be here in Phoenix. If things aren't working now, and yeah, we're a 500 team right now, and we got Beal coming back, but if things don't work out quickly and they keep losing and go on a longer losing streak, who knows what's going to happen? That's a lot of pressure for Kevin Durant. It's a lot of pressure for Booker to prove like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a superstar. He's been doing it his whole career, right, for respect. Mm-hmm. Now he's in the slump. He started out the season so well, got a little hurt once in a while, missing a few games here and there. But there was just like this pressure on him to prove that he's a superstar, that he belongs. He's fallen off so far, which I don't even know if he makes an all-star game this year. I, I don't think he's an all-star, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much more talent out there. Even so tonight with Fox, like I trust a Fox more than a Booker right now. But obviously that team knows what they're doing over there in Sacramento. But the added pressure of this team just might be too much. 
And I think, uh, like you said, it's very top heavy and you get, you can't rely on guys right now. So you, it makes you think about things and they think about it too, man. That's why they're trying to get it together as quickly as they can. And if it's not coming together anytime soon, you might see some moves and they know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I feel like ahead. it could be like phone. a little bit. Yeah. Just like a little bit like a NBA 2k deal because I, I, I thought about it too. Just like, wait a minute. Durant is still playing unbelievably well. He's scoring, you know, through the roof. What could we get for him if we decided to just trade him and and nobody else? And you know, what could we get back? I wonder if it'd still be, you know, a King's ransom. Um, it'd be interesting to kind of think about. But uh, no, right now that's not that's not where we're at. <laughs> I think at. he's. I think he's. Hit, I think he's hit a point in his career where it's like, I have to win here in Phoenix. Otherwise, I'm not going to win anywhere else. That's where I see it. If it's LeBron. You want to bring LeBron on right now, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, he's in a spot. He's in the Shaman zone with the rest of the players where mm-hmm. he is just, he's kind of stuck in this situation. That's just kind of weird. It's kind of awkward. I feel mm-hmm. like right now it is. It's definitely very awkward for him here in Phoenix. You love the player. You love everything about him, but when you're losing and you know what you gave up, it just, it's always going to be a thing. Um, well, and we, we got to keep reminding ourselves oh, this the amount of turnover that this team had. Uh, I mean, Devin Booker's looking around the locker room saying, I don't know any of these guys. Kevin was here very briefly, uh, you know, towards the end of last season. Then he missed it. He had missed a ton of games, too, mm-hmm. even when he came over. Uh, Damian Lee is on the shelf with, you know, who knows when his knee's going to be yeah. good to go. Um, so he's looking at what Saban Lee and he's probably like, dude, you're a two-way <laughs> player. We don't even hang out. I don't even let you drink my red wine. And then he's looking sure. at Josh Kogi and he's like, you did not practice your three pointers this uh, summer in shows. And then he's looking around. And he's like, I don't know any of these other people. I don't, you know, do you think they're going to Devin's Christmas party? I mean, or, or oh yeah, not, I think or is he like, I, I don't, don't know. have I think they are. I don't just, know him long enough. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to talk to him. I mean, you're losing. If he can't talk to Jamal Crawford and gets upset over losing to him, like right, exactly. he's going to talk to his teammates when they're we, losing we, and missing we, wide open we, threes all game, but he was too as well. Right. So, That's what well, we, we, we love the, uh, you know, the old uh, Instagram stories of like Mikhail and uh, campaign and uh, Cam uh-huh. Johnson and those guys like at parties together at, Afterwards, like the Halloween parties. Remember, guys, DeAndre like, Aiden was always missing. He was never there hanging right. out with the dudes. Never. Yeah. I, um, I, I get the feeling that that was like Booker was like, don't, don't text him. Don't text him. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think DeAndre always looked like world. he's like, That's like wait, my hold on. Why would <laughs> I hang out with you guys like hang out when that. I can go out and mess with these jubbly bubblies out there? Like, I don't. That, why yeah, am I that hanging out with you guys? video game time. Yeah. Yeah, true. And then, um, Okay, so before we get out of here, just one quick thing. We do have just a couple more minutes, and we did go an hour. I thought maybe it would just be a half hour, but it was just so much fun tonight, Jake. I really appreciate you joining. Uh, Had a good time. Christmas is coming up. Do you celebrate Christmas? I do. Are you? Okay. Um, Well, here's a question for you. You probably already answered it, huh? Do you not celebrate it? No, I do. I just got to be careful. I don't (laughs) don't offend anybody. Okay. Um, Favorite Christmas movie? And worst Christmas movie. Ooh, okay. See, I, I'm always ready for this one because I, I am a <laughs> Christmas fanatic. Uh, so the uh, my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Bill Murray's Scrooged. That's a good uh, one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I, like right. I love that. Comedy. I love that pick, man. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I actually just rewatched that uh, for the umpteenth time. What uh, uh, I think uh, earlier this week because uh, uh, the Suns keep losing, so I need to you know channel my inner. Uh, uh, Frank Cross. Uh, worst Christmas movie is actually, oh gosh, it's actually going to be Jingle All the Way. Um, yeah, I, like I like Arnold Schwarzenegger and I like Sinbad movies and I like uh, Phil Hartman. Um, and everyone always likes to re- reference the put the cookie down now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but like everything else is a slog to get through in that movie. It oh, is absolutely yeah. so long. I remember like people always putting memes together and stuff and then i was like oh i'm gonna watch this thing through the whole way that was a terrible decision that was a terrible decision yeah it's so, a pretty bad movie um yeah. it i does would not rather watch up. christmas with the cranks with tim allen that's how I'm, bad i think i of, can never uh, finish uh, that one i can never finish that one it just never picks up uh jingle yeah. always a weird one because when i was younger i kind of liked it but i re-watching it it's like oh this is terrible man mm-hmm. sinbad pretty awful just pretty annoying i think sinbad like uh it's always sunny he's he made an appearance on that he's funny but like right. um <laughs> maybe that's the only time i liked him was on it's always sunny but he had a uh, great movie called house guest in the 90s uh okay that uh 
that also star Phil Hartman? I think I've never did. seen his stand up though. So, but he was kind of just too much, right? I it was a little too much. And uh, Phil Hartman though, mm-hmm. and Jing all the way, I think he's hilarious. That's the only bright oh, spot yeah. there. Yeah, like yeah. The he's kind of like you doke yeah. tonight. Yeah, so yeah. you dope these nuts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> Phil Hartman. <laughs> I'm gonna take your pick though for worse. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Jingle all the way. But I really like those like Hallmark special ones, like they're really cheesy. Chris, like oh. I've been watching those lately. Like it, they're just so dumb, and like it's just fun to watch to have on the yeah. background. It's the, always the, like the big city girl with yes, big city yes, kids exactly. It's always working a big city on a project. Corporate, she goes to my the dad owns a firm or whatever, but yeah. I have to prove like go to the small town. And then finds the guy, the guy in, a in a plaid shirt that owns his own bakery exactly. and just happens to you know be a single dad that's just looking to and everybody in the, the town holiday. knows him. Yep, that's yeah. the way it always is. Everyone like he's like giving money to the homeless man. Like oh, watch this guy. He. He's cra- and he never has a life. Like all of a sudden, this hot girl's there, and like he has no life. Oh, but his wife passes passed away and stuff. Like that's the yeah. way it always is. Well, it's, it's got to be for Hallmark. With the star you, on top of the tree. Be like, oh, d- divorce that didn't work out. She was cheating on you. No, she died. She died. She got I know. one of those it, yeah, random small town kid. illnesses yeah. that our doctors haven't the figured kid, out. Yet. <laughs> and the kid like loves the lady that just gets there. There was yeah. the one. Um, I forget the name of it with Lindsay Lohan. Watched the whole thing. I just I love those movies. It's they're awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'll go Jingle all the way. Um, and then my favorite movie is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Great movie. Have you seen that one? You know, <laughs> I, I've I, not all the way through. Uh, I remember uh, uh who, who's it? Uh, is it Kane? Is his name? Uh, the actor that plays a Scrooge in it. Um, oh, Michael Kane. Yeah, Michael Kane. Yeah. And, yeah, and everyone like I've been hearing a lot Great. about that about how he just played it way too straight, and that they interviewed him later, and he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to act like I was part of like like a very talented theater group. Instead, there were Muppets talking to me, but I decided to play it as like straight and mean of a Scrooge as I could. So I'm like shouting at Muppets, and people are like, "Oh, you were really intense." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, he was great yeah. in it, man. I, I love that movie. Um, it's gonna be all right. Talk, I, got, sure. I gotta go one quick defense though, because I've been seeing some people, and it's definitely the, the passing of a torch. I think I'm getting the feeling that we're not going to be getting 24 hours of a Christmas story much more into the future because there's a younger generation that feels completely removed from it. And I've been seeing some people of my own millennial generation just like, eh, that Christmas story doesn't do it for me, I don't get it. And uh, see, that one. I watch every year as well. It's definitely up there. It's not Scrooged. That's uh, the black and white one, right? The uh, no, the... no, that's um, that's it's a wonderful life. Oh, uh, see, yeah, see, yeah. now Christmas stories. You'll okay. shoot your eye out. Uh, they play oh, four hours gosh, on yes. TV. I'm so yeah. bad at this stuff. I really am. Like, I've... <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been so long since I've actually the seen Hallmark, that one. I was yeah, never it... a big fan of it, though, so I apologize. Oh, okay. Well, then watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is it's an always. Uh, Always Sunny Christmas, I think it's called. Yeah, they the had one a Christmas where, yeah, episode where for like Charlie, yeah, Charlie and uh, Mac realize like Charlie realized trying to get the Christmas mom, spirit, man. Yeah, his mom was basically a whore, and Santa's yeah. Santa's never coming over Santa's again. Coming and and yeah, uh, Mac was just like robbing houses, uh, and it was like, oh no, that was the other <laughs> yes. family coming to get their Christmas presents. This is South Philly tradition. Yeah, that that is a great one. Um, so just really quick, Jams just had a few in here. Um, favorite Christmas movie, John Nelson, Fire Vogel. That's a good one. Um, Lazy Sasquatch, <laughs> the original Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Ooh, classy, nasty. Peace out. Have a good night. Thanks for joining. Really appreciate it. Uh, like, subscribe, review. I didn't even say that the whole pod, so I apologize. Um, right. but after this game, I don't think it helps anyways. So, but um, gonna have the same likes tonight, just like every other night. So. Hit the well, what about button. Elf? You like Elf, right? Elf's good. Yeah, I love Elf. It's funny. My niece is five and she loves Elf, dude. So, yeah, she, yeah we watched that one for sure. Um, how about Die Hard? I guess we can ask that. I've only seen Die Hard once. <laughs> so, I don't I know don't, the whole Christmas yeah. movie thing. If it is, is if it isn't, I'm, I'm not, I cannot decide. I don't know if you want to go ahead and answer that. Point, uh, that Die Hard is just Home Alone, but starring Bruce Willis. And uh, that kind of flipped the, both movies on its head for me. But yeah, it's basically about one guy that's taking on uh, adult criminals, uh, except Die Hard does it a little bit more violently. Uh, okay. No, well, no, because Home Alone does it pretty violently too. More blood and gore. More, <laughs> in, more uh, blood Die Hard for sure. Yeah. Brew 92, watch Four Christmases. It's a good laugh. Actually, I've not oh, seen that. Have you seen that? It's one? Vince Vaughn and um, I forget who. Is Jack but, Black yeah, in it? 
no no i don't know so. uh, john favreau's in it though i think okay. vince and uh yeah his parents are divorced and her parents are divorced and they get caught trying to leave the country and celebrate christmas elsewhere so instead they have to go to four different christmas parties uh you know it's a it's a bit of a slog too oh, <laughs> there's better yeah. moments though than jingle all the way i'll say that all right well that's a great way to end the pod uh on a bunch of movies that i've never seen and uh you know you john got, would have probably got, been a better host yeah. with all the christmas movies huh you got some homework to do, man. I guess I do. I don't really want, watch too much. I always watch It's Always Sunny. That's all I ever watch. So it's always on in the background, man. I've probably seen every episode 200 times. A lot. Okay. Yeah. We got to yeah. talk more Always Sunny next time than on this because I, yeah. I, I used to next always loss, have on too. You come on yeah. when the Suns exactly. are five games below 500. We'll have something so to talk about. How about, about. these Suns? I don't know. Let's talk about uh, top Frank 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, top 10 episodes, Reynolds. top 10 moments. We got we can to do that man. for sure. All right. Well, thanks for joining, Jake. Uh, you can find him at Equipment Sun Fallen Founder. And we'll be there in less than 12 hours uh, uh, hosting a Suns yes. fan and podcaster from the great country of Spain. So we'll be talking about Spanish Christmases and how much better they are than this entire Phoenix Suns week. Uh, and then you can also find <laughs> me individually at Fallen Founder on Twitter. All right. Very good. You can find me at Matthew Lissy. And you can find us at Suns Jam. Don't know why I'm having such a hard time with that. I guess I'm just so sad this whole thing's over with. But at least we have Christmas to look forward to. Jam says, we will see you Christmas night. Very late. There's an 8.30 game against the Dallas Mavericks. If you guys care to watch, of course, we're not, we'll give a prediction if you want. Uh, I thought the Suns would actually win this Kings game. I just had some hope. Um, but do you think they actually pull out the victory against the Mavericks? I'll just ask you really I, quick. I do. It's going to be as the Buikis big shot nut game into uh luca and it's i'm here for it okay well i can't wait i want him to dunk on luca let's make it happen awesome dude well i can't wait (laughs) it's gonna happen until then go home and love your family everybody